All right, we're back with an all-new show. Listen, the Rams here in L.A. won the Super Bowl, and uh, Damage and Blue, you guys came to my Super Bowl party, which was last minute. And by the way, I'm still recovering from two days ago. Same. Oh, my God. It was it was so much fun, though. It was it was worth it. It was worth all the pain we're going through today. Yeah. So much pain. We are not children anymore. Ooh. No, it wasn't worth that credit card bill. But what I will say is shout out to everybody who came, even though I don't remember you. Uh, I don't remember who came, <laughs> who's not in a photo with me. But I did get a lot of photos. I have to say shout out to little Kim who came by. I always give her her props uh, whenever I get a chance because she's always showing up for me. And she came very last minute. She reminded me that I told her I was having a Super Bowl party because I planned that party that day. And then shout out to French Montana, Tana Taylor, and uh, Carucci. I heard T.I. was there too, but I didn't see him. Somebody said he was short which is why I didn't see him. I thought that was kind of shady, but I guess he came, but he didn't come and say no, hello. I, I, I definitely hey. seen T.I. in there, yeah. <laughs> he was there. I don't remember a lot of it. I, I was having a great time. I don't remember most of it. But it was really good for the uh, for the city of L.A. to win the championship. Shout out to Odell Beckham. I know he got injured in the game. I don't even watch football. I don't know how many slam dunks he made during the game, but I do know that it was a big win for him to get the ring. You know, uh, I think he just had a baby, too. So there's a lot going on in his life. He hasn't had the baby yet. Well, he's having a baby. He got a whole bunch going on. So shout out to o Odell. I know how much it meant to him uh, to win. Um, did you guys hate the traffic in L.A.? Because I know I hate L.A. traffic anyway, but the Super Bowl got y'all out here driving like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder trying to get to Chick-fil-A. It was just <laughs> too much. You know what? It was it surprisingly freed up in certain moments, but yes, overall, trying to go downtown was a nightmare. It usually takes me 30 minutes to go downtown. It took me almost an hour and a half at one moment. And then at certain points, it was surprisingly too empty on the road where I'm like, where is everybody at? You know, it was 10,000 event, uh, events out here in LA, so people were definitely moving around. Uh, I'm glad it's over. Please stay home next time, y'all. Too much traffic. Yeah, there was a lot of shirtless white people running through the streets yelling, yeah, it was it was very aggressively happy. I was so proud, though, watching the halftime show because I was at a house party with a bunch of L.A. natives and people always forget this. They're from folks who are from L.A. and so it hits different for them. And I got <laughs> swept up in the West Coast pride. I forgot that I was an East Coast girl. Something about that halftime show when Mary came out. I think that's the moment I lost my voice. I started screaming. She looks amazing. If that is 51, please sign me up. It was a great halftime show. It wasn't good as Prince. Let's not take it that far, but it was amazing. Somebody, somebody called Mary J. Blige auntie on Instagram. Y'all going to stop playing with Mary. And I don't even know when auntie She's became gone. a bad thing. I feel like auntie, like I got some badass aunties, but the way they be saying it online is like, go auntie Mary. Cause when she shablammed at the end, Looking like she was on pose. <laughs> Baby, the memes will not stop. And the other meme of Odell Beckham's cry, I think is going to trump um, Michael Jordan's. Uh, and we'll put a picture of that up. Look, I have to tell you, some people online were saying that the Super Bowl was so black. Y'all niggas need to right. wake up. Y'all right. Colin Kaepernick. Has anybody forgot him? I know there were a lot of you people who were, yo, 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 Super Bowl. And look, I'm not trying to take away from, you know, uh, the movement over there at, at the Super Bowl or with the NFL. But have we forgotten that we were all standing for something just less than a year ago? It was just a year ago. That needs to be a song mm -hmm. because I feel like we have selective memory when it comes to our movements. And um, I ain't going to lie, I did tune in to watch the halftime show, so I'm a part of the problem too. How, mm -hmm. What is the cure to standing behind people who are standing for causes that are important to all of us? 
Well, you know, Jay-Z was getting a lot of backlash because he works with the NFL, but now we move fast forward to the Super Bowl and everybody's going to Super Bowl so black. It's because Jay-Z has his hands in that Super Bowl performance amongst other things. So I think there's different ways to fight the fight. And I think Jay-Z's way of fighting the fight is like, yo, if we're going to be a part of it, we got to have our culture all through it. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm of two minds because I tend to defend Jay-Z because I've been to so many of these press junkets where I've watched him with the people that he's helping with his reform alliance so i know that he's actually doing amazing work in general but i will say the one part of the feedback that i do agree with is the halftime show is amazing it's soul stirring and it's performative right it's supposed to be a performance that shows solidarity but a lot of folks are saying that structurally the nfl has actually not improved black coaches still know that they're probably not going to be put on a team and so what they're saying is it's great that the optics now feel better but we need more structural change or it just feels like window window surfacing so i completely understand both sides but i was still emotional watching and so very proud to be black watching the halftime show even though i understand some of the feedback well dear dear white people everybody watching the super bowl that saw eminem take a knee where y'all at i don't see all mm -hmm. the cancel eminem tweets and all the cancel eminem stories being written you know it's really funny that a cancellation i've always said cancel cancel culture because it's very selective you know everybody was celebrating you know, Eminem for taking a knee and saying that it was very poignant that he did so and used the platform to stand for our movement, but our people didn't even do it. And on top of that, our people didn't pick that up and push that narrative big enough that there was definitely a, a, a difference in how they handled Eminem doing it versus they handled uh, 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 Colin. You know, it's interesting when I think about the NFL, it really is the new slave trade, right? You don't like them, they're not performing mm -hmm. well, you trade them to somebody else, you sell them off for uh, to the highest bidder, but ultimately they have no rights. And, and I think and I think that it's very problematic that we don't hold people accountable. And when I looked at Eminem doing that, and let me just say to Eminem, hey, Eminem, thank you so much for standing for us, or no, kneeling with us. But That's right. let me have you release a statement to follow that, to continue to get us back on track with that movement because it was definitely lost. Now, there's another uh, question out there. You know, Jay-Z is probably uncancelable because he's Jay-Z, right? And he's married to Beyonce, so that's never happening, I don't think. But where does the line of separation happen uh, between somebody being for the culture and the culture like Jay-Z is and also being an entrepreneur and wanting to take advantage of a partnership with like uh, the one he has with the NFL? Whew. That's a really good question because I've always thought it was really hypocritical that social media is full of anti-capitalist um, activists, but it's also the place where capitalism shows off the most. And so I think even the folks who are the, the whistleblowers who are giving this feedback have to admit their own hypocrisy. So we live in a world right now where being able to flex on the gram and having social currency is literally considered currency. You get jobs and opportunities based on your social media presence, and you have to lean into capitalism and entrepreneurship and running after the bag and grinding and et cetera to have that currency. But then on the flip side, you're talking about making change and breaking down the system. Which one is it? Like, I think the audience has to admit that they're just as confused sometimes as the celebrities that they're critiquing. We're all hypocrites to some degree, and we have to kind of own that before we yeah. even have this conversation. And I think when it comes to Jay, I think he's always positioned himself to say he's for profit and that he wants to infiltrate the game and create his own. I don't think he's ever moved off his own square when it comes to his narrative. I think a lot of people are trying to project their narratives on the Jay-Z. So if you don't mm -hmm. agree with Jay-Z, that's fine, but you can't act like he switched up on y'all. He 
he told a lie. You know, he's trying to confuse the masses. He always tried to infiltrate the game. He did it with fashion. He did it with the music industry when he worked at Def Jam and, you know, he had Rock Nation. And now he's telling you he's doing that with sports. Jay-Z wants to have a sports team. Jay-Z has a, um, a sports agency. That's where his line of work is. But doesn't mean he's not for the culture. That's just how he supports his culture. And you can agree with it or not, but you can't create this narrative like Jay-Z switching up and he's doing something that's different that he's always done. He's always been on the same course. So that's all I can say but about I mean, Him and Beyonce have enough money to put together in a coin purse and buy a team, right? I mean, you change it from the inside. Mm. I don't think having black people show up and sing and dance and perform for people on an all-white platform is definitely pushing culture forward. I don't think that. I do think him being able to have seats at the table you know, is, is a representative, as a representative of the culture is important, but ultimately, you know, what they say, what does a man profit if he loses his own soul? Now I'm not saying Jay-Z's lost his soul, but what I will say is it's very side-eyeing for me to watch us show up and celebrate as being able to perform for these people who are treating the black players with no dignity and respect. You know, recently at the Black Future Brunch or the Black, I don't know what we called it at this point. I think it's, it was the Future Brunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Future Brunch as part of the uh, Black Future Month movement with Yay. You know, we talked a lot about black ownership and the importance of being able to have all conversations. So while I think it's good that the conversation about Jay-Z's success as an entrepreneur is, is happening because it makes me as a black man very proud. I also have to say like, did we just forget about Colin now? Is that over? Because I honestly have not heard anything since Colin's documentary dropped. It's actually a really great question. But though we all, again, we have to remember there's different kinds of currencies when you're both rich and black. I think Diddy and a couple people tried to band together to buy a team once and they had the money. So financially they could afford it, but there was still like an old boy system of rich hyper rich white men who were gatekeepers who were like your money's not good here so we have to remember that even though we all say it's not black or white it's green bullshit sometimes even if you have a lot of green you being black you still can't buy your way into the room and that's also at play to some degree well like i said jay-z may not be cancelable but i'll tell you another person that i'm learning is not cancelable cancelable but maybe because he's been canceled so much as Kanye West. Yay has oh. lit the internet on fire this past week. And I tell you, y'all keep coming to my social media as if I got this man's phone in my pocket. It's the funniest thing. But I don't know where you were if you did not see the litany of posts from Yay on Instagram. He went after Pete Davidson. I had to call up a friend and say, who is Skeet? They said, Skeet is the new <laughs> Pete. Then he went after, <laughs> he laid out his feelings for Kim Kardashian wanted her to get uh, her back and then also took aim at Kid Cudi. What I thought was interesting, and there were so many posts. Do we have all the posts? We got all the posts. We don't got all. Look, we might have them all, but I can't put them all out. But I do want to share a funny conversation that have with Ye. So he called me. He said, how many times do you post on Hollywood Unlocked? I said, about 50 or 60. He says, so why can't I post 50 or 60 times? I ain't going to lie. It was funny because- Wait, what? It was funny because his theory is if you in the shade room and everybody can create all these conversations about me, why can't I create all the conversations about me? And I just think his level of petty is something that I resonate with. And people don't understand. Like, I know that I'm evolving. Listen, I know that I'm evolving and I've told everybody that I'm sipping this cappuccino, baby. I'm sipping this cappuccino. But once in a while, when I get to the counter, they put a whole full ass cup of tea right there and I sip it real slow. Look, let me get into what happened since the Black Future Brunch or the Future Brunch. Ye has been extremely vocal on all his social media from demanding apologies from Billie Eilish 
uh, for Travis Scott, now beefing with his long-term friend, Kid Cudi. All of this on top of, uh, you know, his beef with Pete Davidson, who's now dating his current wife, Kim Kardashian. I think it's important to note that Kim is still legally married to Kanye. Um, now, Ye has now banned Cudi from his upcoming Donda 2 album, which is scheduled to release 2-22-22, since he's friends with Skeet. Okay, now Kanye has shared a handwritten note banning Kid Cudi from his new album. And let me show you that. This is it right here. Um, just so everyone knows, Cudi will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who. We all speak in Billy language now. <laughs> I mean, look, before we get into the litany of posts, I have to say, people treat him very differently than they treat everybody else, which is what I am the most interested in. I think we, the culture, hold him to a certain level of standard when it comes to how he should be behaving. And his thing is why when my wife or other people have people like Tracy Romulus manipulating the internet with dropping sources and clues and hints and this and that, I'm just taking my own voice and doing it in your face, what they do to me behind the back. So there is that part of it that I understand. I've also seen posts online where people have said that he's the new OJ and that she better get a gun and a restraining order because he's going to be on the way to her house to kill him, which I, I just, I'm, I'm baffled at, but I understand that all of people's opinions are based on proximity. Like how close are you to the person? How close are you to the situation? What are your own instances of domestic violence or harassment or whatever may be perceived this may be perceived as. So it's been very interesting, but let's break down the, the post. So the Kid Cudi thing. Do we care that Kid <laughs> Cudi is not or will be on Donda 2? Hell yeah. Cudi is musically a genius. And I feel like I'm, as a fan of Kanye and good music overall, I love when Kanye and Cudi are together. So I'm a little disappointed by that. But, you know, Kanye still makes great music on his own. And I guess we just got to rock with this. But Cudi can hum on the track and make the track hot. Like, that's how good Cudi is. Yeah, listen, I'm a, I'm a kid. Listen, 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 Ye has said it's gang or nothing. Like at this point, gang to him, you know, if you want to be an actor, be friends with Skeet, then you ain't got no place at my table. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know that that level of pettiness is the wrong thing. People are saying, oh, because you're friendly with Ye now, you're you're switching up your moral compass. Let's be very clear. None of y'all hoes can talk about my moral compass. And I'm going to tell you why. It's a lot of y'all that look like me in positions of power and influence that sit in rooms that I've been trying to get into that didn't open the door and yay did. So I can have respect for what he's done, but also disagree with how he posts, but also not have an opinion on his relationship with his wife and his children. So so I don't know that people understand the seat that I sit in. I don't care if Kid Cudi is on an album or not because I'm not the artist. Uh, I think that if somebody like you, Damage, who knows music a lot more than I do, you clearly understand that it's importance to the culture. I won't lie though. I. It does bother me to see friends fall out because I do know that they've been close for many years. And, you know, all the conversations I have is about, like, how do we all come together? How, how do we all come together? And, uh, Blue, do you think, do you see a future for them rekindling this broken friendship over Billie Eilish? Yeah, Billie Eilish. I will say this. All of us have heard this story where two people meet. And they say, oh, my God, we're best friends. But when I first met her or I first met him, I thought he was a bitch. We all understand the dynamic where you can see somebody from a distance and you judge them a certain way. And then once you get to know them and you have context for their personality, them acting in the same way doesn't hit you like it doesn't upset you because you understand them with context. I don't think anybody is giving Kanye a pass who knows him. It's just that when you're around him, you're like, oh, he's being petty. 
This is just him trolling like a little Nas X as, as opposed to him being an OJ. So I can understand why people from a distance might think he's this menacing, scary, you know, white Bronco person. I think anybody who's around him would find it hard to swallow that narrative because they've been around him enough to be like, no, this is him being really petty and petty and violent are not the same thing. So I think a lot of folks are, especially the people who write black media, people who write the, the think pieces about Kanye, they're adding a whole lot of really heavy heavy language to something that I don't think the intention is coming from that place. And I just think we have to be really, really, really careful because God forbid something happens. They could say, well, we shot at him because we thought Kanye was a menace and y'all been saying he's a menace all this time. Y'all gotta be real careful when you create villains out of popular black men because it gives the rest of the world an excuse to dehumanize them in ways that are really dangerous. So I'm really nervous about the OJ comparison. I don't agree with it at all, actually. Now I will say this. I will say that I wish that Ye would put out more of his creativity and more of what he's doing behind the scenes like the future brunch when that footage comes out it's powerful and you know i do feel like people need to see that other side so the so the so the landscape is balanced you know one thing that i did say to him for sure uh was you know a lot of people i was i was very uh i was very concerned about how people were going to take what he was doing because i know the narratives that have been painted about him and i know how much he wants his narrative to be clear but like you mm -hmm. said, Blue, the trolling was trolling, you know, and, you know, the, let, me, let me get to Kid Cudi really quick, though. Cudi did respond. This is what he posted. He said, uh, too bad I don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur. Ha ha ha. Everyone knows I've been the best thing about your album since I met you. I'm going to pray for you, brother. Peace. So he called him a dinosaur. Who's that? <laughs> Ouch. Yo, <laughs> yo, but you know what? When two friends are beefing, they, they can go at the juggler like that. And I feel like they will rekindle this friendship. They've been friends yeah. for a long time. This will blow over. And we've seen this so many times on social media. We've seen people go back and forth. Jason, when you say uh, Kanye asks you how many times you post and I see his uh, relationship with Justin LeBoy, I think he's learning how to master social media. I think all this is a part of a bigger play. But well, we're going to see as this rolls out. Well, listen, Cuddy responded on Instagram. Uh, well, Cuddy responded again on Twitter, and this is his tweet. He said, we talked weeks ago about this. You're whack for flipping the script and posting this lie just for a look on the Internet. You ain't no friend. Bye. Listen, y'all are friends. Y'all are going to mm -hmm. be cool. But Kanye then uh, responded by posting a photo with Pete Davidson's face and an X on it. Take a look. This is what he said. He said, I just want <laughs> my friend to have my back. The knife just goes in deeper. Look. Again, it's the trolling and the level of pettiness. Like, you know, Ye's fans, I will tell you, out of everybody that I know, they are on it. When I tell you they are posting and tagging and sending things, but I do want to ask them all, please stop tagging me and everything. I don't, I'm not that involved. Uh, my team, they see everything and they post it. But they go on and on, and um, Ye wanted to get it off his chest uh, about this whole beef with cutting. This is what he said. I'm very community-oriented. I love my friends. I love my family. The reason I asked Cuddy to at least speak to Skeet, who's Pete Davidson, is because for years, Cuddy has always made it seem like it was me and my family. He not by my side, this bigger than music. You know, again, I think he's, he's, he's saying what he needs to be said, but now it's gotten super weird with another caveat that we didn't see, and that is an allegation <laughs> that Pete Davidson was sleeping with Hillary Clinton. Now, oh my I, God. What? now listen, no. I don't listen. I allegedly, allegedly, no, I can't allegedly. Okay, I now I will say uh, there's many reactions. Kim, you're with a man who was with Hillary Clinton. Now we love Hillary Clinton, you know, as as a senior citizen, but we don't see Hillary Clinton 
as like one of the girls who's going to be putting on skims anytime soon. But either way, Pete uh, was put, Pete was put on. Did you say Hillary Clinton was thick? Oh my God! It's did you? Fact. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a factual statement. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm not going to start looking at. <laughs> Hillary's ass now that you said she's thick. And them pantsuits, that thing is wagging. What is when the Nancy Reagan Reagan throat goat? So let me ask you so much. Damn it, you would have sex with Hillary Clinton. Absolutely not. But look, I could call it out when I see it. And them pantsuits, she used to be up there on that stage. She was thick. That thing, you know, got a little, she got a little. Yo, straight men are fascinating creatures. And now that's how we get canceled. All right. Well, listen. Um, he he put Skeet on blast uh, for this relationship with um, with uh, Hillary Clinton, and this is what he posted. Now, this is the picture that you're looking at right now with Machine Gun Kelly, and he said you will never meet his children because in this picture they're in their underwear playing around as white people do on the couch. Which, by the way, I have a problem because white men could play around in their underwear together and still be straight, but us black people or people of color, we gay. I want my straight friends to come over and jump up and down on my couch like that with some popcorn in their underwear. In fact, when Wack 100 posted on his page, I went over there and I said, Basically, me and my friends do this all the time, but dot, dot, dot. And everybody lit me up. They were like, because you're gay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, wait, I have a question. Have we all just decided to start calling this grown man Skeet? Like, what's, is, is that his new name? Because every time you power. say it, my soul dies. It's the power of Kanye, baby. Skeet and, and, is his new wow. And I'm not going to say what Skeet means, but y'all can we figure know. that out. Okay. But the one thing I will tell you, a lot of people are saying or blasting me for saying that I'm finding this comical and that I'm allowing a terrorist and a bully to use my platform. I'm literally posting what he's doing in real time. He posts so many times the other day that when he called and asked if I had seen this post, I had to go back through his Instagram to look at all of the posts. Now, some people are having an opinion that what he's doing with Kim Kardashian is not only gaslighting her, but bullying her and being abusive to her. What he did was post a side text that he had privately with Kim Kardashian on Instagram, and he's been tagging her and everything, so he's making sure that she sees it. But when Kim asked him to stop bullying Pete before someone tries to hurt him, and this was after Kanye said, if you see, if you see Pete screaming at him, what? Okay, Jesus. I'm sorry. That's not I'm funny. Y'all can cancel me. Y'all can cancel me because ain't no cancel not culture funny. going on over here. I find it all funny. Okay, I find it all funny that 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 he's actually <laughs> he's actually texting Kim, who knows he's gonna post her text about <laughs> her living boyfriend while they're going through a divorce and custody battle. Like, it's just, it's a lot. It is, it is a lot. And I'm getting blasted because I am posting the information. Okay, this is the post. Take a look. She said, you are creating a dangerous and scary environment and someone will hurt Pete and this will be all of your fault. And then he says, upon my wife's, re- upon my wife's request, please nobody do anything physical to Skeet. I'm going to handle the situation myself. Wait, the- my wife... <laughs> Is this creating an unsafe environment? And is he wrong for that? Okay. Objectively speaking, yes, because Kanye does have so much impact. We can't talk about his impact without also acknowledging that means that he does have a lot of very fanatical fans who will do whatever he says and who do not understand that this might be trolling and might take it too seriously. So when anybody of influence says something on social media, it has the ability to hurt folks. But do I think Pete Davidson is really in danger? 
No, but I, I do understand that it's a slippery slope and God forbid one overzealous fan takes it too far. So as a woman, I can understand why Kim Kardashian would be like, Hey, I need my husband to stop picking on my boyfriend. Wait, <laughs> it's a lot. But okay. You know, you know what? It's a lot. One person that went public today was Sean King and he posted on his Instagram saying that, uh, basically the last person that did this was Trump. And we all saw what happened in DC when people scaled the wall and try to take over Congress. So people are now trying to make the connection between what Ye is doing uh, with oh and what uh, Trump did um, in, in DC. You know, the one thing I will say is that um, the only thing that I've been told from him directly is that he wants his family back and he's fighting for his family. And this is how he's choosing to fight in front of the whole world. Uh, he did say we running in a burning house and the house has been set on fire repeatedly during the Super Bowl. Ye was trending above the Super Bowl. And uh, and he posted on his Instagram heading to the Super Bowl while trending over the Super Bowl. Um, I think he's finding humor in the text. And I I see both sides of it, though. I do understand why people are saying, hey, mm -hmm. this is not the best use of social media. Please do this privately. This is your family. This is not safe. And then I also uh, understand the other side of him being very clear and consistent that he's going to keep doing this in people's faces, what people do <laughs> to him behind the scenes. So. Now, I do think this is a war. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't think Kim and her team is doing something more covertly. Mm -hmm. And this is Kanye's response. Doesn't make either parties right. But I think a lot of people are looking at it like it's a one sided um, argument where there are definitely things happening on both sides. Now, I wouldn't handle it the way Kanye was handling it. But honestly, I'm not Kanye and I don't move the culture the way Kanye does. I can't trend over the Super Bowl. And this is honestly hilarious. I hope Pete's going to be OK. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't know that there's un other indirect things happening, you know, going against Kanye on the other side. This is a war that we got to just sit back and watch and eat some popcorn. Well, listen, speaking of popcorn, I ate some this morning when I saw that there was a new post with him taking responsibility and apologizing. Take a look. He said, I've learned that using all caps makes people feel like I'm screaming at them. I'm working on my communication. I can benefit from a team of creative professionals, organizers, mobilizers, and community leaders. Thanks, everybody, for supporting me. I know sharing screenshots was jarring and came off as harassing Kim. I take accountability. I'm still learning in real time. I, do, I don't have all the answers. To be a good leader is to be a good listener. So you've heard from Ye. <laughs> he wrote that? Did he write that? He did. Oh, yeah. Another, that was actually really well done. Wow. Another disclaimer. I'm not writing his captions. Can y'all please stop tagging me and saying Jason Lee is over there writing the captions? I am literally watching this in real time like everybody else. Now, another person who recently had a lot to say on the Internet is Zelia Banks. Now, she got some BBL shots and she dragged Julia Fox over the Kanye tell-all. Now, Julia Fox is Kanye's recently ex-girlfriend or not ex situationship. It's I guess it's been unclear what the status of the relationship was in totality. But recently, Azalea Banks revealed that she got her BBL shots and a fan called her out, uh, causing her to fire back. Now, this is what the fan said. The fan said, getting those BBL injections and that alcohol bloat, we see. Ouch. Now, Azalea fired back saying, sis, my ass was sagging. I'm 30, not 21. What you want a bitch to do? For real, though. And I can have some drinks with my bestie one time for my mind. I'm dead ass about to install mirrors and Marley in my living room. I can't be talking about fuck him all night with the pancakes. I mean, look, she has the right to do what she wants with her body. Everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan of Azalea Banks, but if she wants to get BBL and whether her frame agrees with it or not, it's her ass. Can't she do what she wants? 
<laughs> Why did you say I framed it and agree with it? Girl, get them shots and do what you got to do, man. Ain't nobody mad at that. Lift them pancakes up. Wait, not the pancakes. Do men care about pancakes? I'm curious. Is that a thing? I mean, Damn straight man. Every man, no, no, don't ask just a straight man. Every man wants a nice ass. Okay, so yes, touche, touche. If her, if her pancakes slide off the griddle, get them things together. There's nothing wrong with it. It's her body. <laughs> what you want? Seriously, this is why they think you write Kanye's captions, Jason. This is why. If no, her pancakes fall off the griddle, I ain't gonna lie. They said someone like they said Kanye should. Oh. A friend of mine said, Kanye and you together is very scary because my level of petty, I'm there. I'm with it all. But let me just go back to Zelia. I'm not a biggest fan of hers, but I will say that, you know, people online need to stop telling people what to do with their bodies. I know when I had surgery and lost weight, everybody was saying, oh, you cheated. Oh, you took the shortcut. I feel like you should do whatever you want if you're a man or a woman to look the way that makes you feel the best or makes you the healthiest. So I, I think people should mind their own business when it comes to other people's bodies. I think that unless you have the world's most God-given perfect body, we all need to mind our business a little bit when it comes to other people's bodies, whether it's something they got surgically done or it's something that they're born with. Like I'm thinking about Azalea's booty shots. I actually couldn't tell the difference. I had to stare at it for, for a long time. So whoever did it did a very good job because it looks supernatural. But think about it. A lot of folks are like, no, don't body shame Azalea Banks. But you were all making fun of Nelly and his boyfriend penis last week. So I think we all just need to mind our business when it comes to other people's bodies. Unless you're sleeping with the person, their body is none of your business. Let me let me maybe take back what I just said. What you do with your body in terms of losing weight is one thing. If your penis is struggling and looks like it's one of those people that should be earning 50 cents a day in order to be uh, nutritioned properly, then you and your struggle penis can be topic of conversation, especially when you walk around with big dick energy, but less big dick than you should have. I think that everybody's criticism of Fizzle Pops, Popper, and 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 the other guys, Nelly. Uh, Nelly was okay. There was nothing wrong with Nelly. I'll be honest. There was nothing wrong with Nelly. No, 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 no. You've never been in Dominican Republic, honey, if that's the case. But either way. No, they, no, I have. Trust me. They both, they both were a little they were both a little and and you know the other thing too is that with little fizz remember he posted that underwear photo of him with that big old thing where was it at maybe it was an angle maybe it was an angle because angles do matter but either way azalea i thought i would never say this i'm riding with you girl oh wow i know that was weird all right well listen after her bbl drama she wasn't done <laughs> she took shot at kanye's uh last relationship or last public situationship ex julia fox now julia and she's a sweet girl i've met her a couple times julia a blasted julia um, azalea blasted julia who announced that she's writing a book about her and Ye's romance and her alleged come up off the rapper now this is the post y'all would love if i was so upset the media would love to paint a picture of me and as a sad lonely woman crying on a plane by myself but it's not true why not see me for what i am which is the number one hustler i came up y'all LOL. And not only that, but Kanye and I are on good terms. I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Jesus Christ. What do you guys think? I'm 12 years old. She wrote, she also responded to a report claiming that she was seen crying at an airport over the split. And for the record, she says, the only time I cried in 2022 was on February 6th on my dead BFF's birthday. Anyway, if you want the full tea, you're going to have to wait to buy the book when it comes out. 
Damn. So Azalea didn't like that, and she took shot at her, and this is what Azalea said. We already know the T, Fulia. You came to Miami looking for sex work. Some same lawyer was in contact with Ye, and it was a weak PR stunt from Jump. What did a hustle? What did you hustle for him? A bag and some lotions? You absolutely did not come up because if this is how women who always date billionaires behave when shit goes south, threatening tell-all books, you can kiss your days as a low-rate escort. Goodbye, sis. She chose all the violence. <laughs> My God. We need to weaponize Azalea Banks because she yeah. has no. a talent. <laughs> no. We need to weaponize her. I'm going to tell you right now. Listen, Julia, listen to me. Listen to me because we've met a couple of times. I just want to tell you this. Azalea Banks, as trashy as she can be, is one of the best readers, I think, on the internet. Because <laughs> she Agreed. And read for pure filth, and she did read you for pure filth. Now, I wouldn't think that Julia would go and write a tell-all book. I say if you have the relationship with Ye, they gave you whatever it gave you, your Instagram numbers went up, people following you, why do a tell-all book? I kind of feel like that's, we haven't even seen a tell-all book from uh, from uh, Amber Rose, and Amber Rose was in the thick of it all for a long time and went through a lot in her relationship with Ye. So I just feel like she should have a little bit more class. But one thing I will tell you is, be careful of a tell-all book because you ain't the only one that could tell all. You know who you're dealing with. Uh, do you think Azalea Banks should mind her own damn business or are we here for the read and we just going to accept it for what it is? I love it. I love it. Like you oh. said, if Azalea Banks, man, I love it. She she went in. And first of all, you with Kanye talking about y'all need to look at me as a number one hustler. You look like a fool. I mean, I, don't, I have nothing against the lady, but you look like a fool. We're not going to look at you like a hustler. Hustlers shut their mouth and keep hustling. You out here... Ooh trying to prove a point to people that really don't care at the end of the day. So let it go. Mm. She was a rebound. So, I mean, congrats for her being able to stretch her rebound relationship out for an extra 15 minutes, but I don't think anybody thought it was going to last. So happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to y'all. Nobody. <laughs> well, listen, one person that rebounded was Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, the icons returned to the view and she said after her suspension that quote, it's an honor to be back. Now, recently, you know, she was put on a two-week suspension after claiming that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And she since then has returned to the show. And I was very critical, posted on Instagram, as you all have seen. But this is what she said when she returned. Listen. And we missed you. And I missed you all, too. I got to tell you, there's something kind of marvelous about being on a show like this. Yeah. Because we are the view and this is what we do and sometimes we don't do it as elegantly as we could okay. and sometimes well yeah you know <laughs> but it's five minutes to get in important information about topics yeah. Yeah. and that's what we try to do every day and i i, I want to thank everybody who reached out while i was away and i'm telling you people reached out from places that made me go wait wait what really yeah. okay and it was amazing and and i i listened to everything everybody had to say and I was very grateful and I hope it keeps all the important conversations happening because we're going to keep having tough conversations. Yeah. And in part because this is what we've been hired to do. And it's not always pretty, as I said, and it's not always as other people would like to hear. But it is an honor to sit at this table and be able to have these conversations because they're important. They're important to us as a nation and to us more so as a human entity. Now, listen, I'll say, you know, again, Whoopi has to do what Whoopi has to do for her. But I do think that this was a moment where she could have used her power to leverage a real conversation about how to bring us to the center. I mean, I think The View missed a big 
opportunity to create a conversation experience that built a bridge versus her taking this public lashing and being humiliated. And she may not feel humiliated in public when she comes back on the show, but to me, she that was humiliating to be done that way, and especially to be in who she was. Now, I was very vocal on my Instagram, as you all see, and I've been talking about it. But I, I think Whoopi should have walked away from the show. I understand it's a show that pays a lot of money, but on top of being paid a lot of money and having a lot of influence as the number one show in the morning, I think she should have walked away and did her own show. She could launch a podcast and made millions of dollars doing that. Absolutely. That's a very um, innovative and young mindset. And I think Whoopi's just tired. Um, I think what she said was, it, I don't believe it. So what she said was professional. And I feel like in order for her to safeguard her financial responsibilities, that 100K a week that she gets that she probably uses to feed her team and her family and her grandchildren and everything else, she had to come out with that tone for the sake of keeping the peace because she has a job to do and people who rely on her. So professionally speaking, I understand why she had to take that approach. But personally, y'all do not deserve the grace of black women because she was showing them so much grace. And I know that deep down she wanted to say something else. So she's between a rock and a hard place. If anything, this is just a reminder that the view is a lot more biased and everything we said about the view. I still mean all of that. I still think that they let racists and white supremacists talk crazy all the time and then suspended a, a black woman for two weeks for not having the, the exact perfect amount of nuance. I still think they're hypocrites. I still think they're racist. I'm not a fan of The View. I'm a fan of Whoopi still, but I still think it was all just very, very foul. And it just sucks that we have to constantly be reminded that no matter how big you are with an EGOT, if you're black, someone's still going to make you apologize when you didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think we still need her, uh, her point of view on The View on that platform. And, you know, she's probably tired, like Blue said. I mean, it takes a lot to make that kind of a change where you're used to the same routine for the past few years. It's the same routine to have to uproot that. You know, that has to really be within her spirit, within her heart. Uh, I'm glad she made the right decision. I hope this was the right decision for her. But um, I'm, I'm excited that her voice is back on that platform. But I would love to see Whoopi step out and do her own thing because she's an icon to us. She's a legend to us, and I think her voice matters and should never be silenced, especially based off of um, small nuances. With some digging around, I did some digging around. There was a person who looks like us. I guess she's the new president over there who's black, and she had to do the, the suspension. And I'm sure given that, and she's not just black, she's like black sorority black so i already know there had to be some type of conflict and mm -hmm. i almost feel like they waited until they had somebody in place who looked like us who could wrangle somebody else who looked like us in i don't know i i think it was an embarrassing move on behalf of abc mm -hmm. now i'm gonna still continue to watch the view because she's there it is my favorite show but um and i'm not saying they need to cancel the view but I do think that there should be some accountability for the people who missed this opportunity. And to Whoopi, you're a class act for you to come back and be able to stand there and say that and move forward and be okay with it. I mean, I don't know if it's grace or what it is, but you're better than me. Trust me. Well, another person that's stepping up and using their voice uh, to uh, talk about claims of uh, impropriety is um, Trey Songs. He's back in the news claiming that he wants the Miami sex assault case thrown out for t uh, uh, for witness tampering. Now, Trey Songs is currently being sued by a woman for sexual assault in Miami, and now he wants the judge to toss out the case. He filed new legal documents in response to the woman, Jahara Jeffries, and her lawsuit, saying that uh, he she alleges in her well, she alleges that he violated her while partying with him during New Year's Eve 2017. Now, the woman says that she was dancing on a couch at 11 nightclub following a party thrown by Diddy. 
uh, that she and Trey had attended earlier in the night. And she said that Trey allegedly slipped his finger into her vagina without permission. Uh, there's paperwork filed by Trey insisting that there's an unnamed witness who can clear his name. Apparently this witness was with them the night at the club and not only emphatically denies being assaulted uh, herself, but also says she did not witness Trey assault anybody uh, else. And now things are getting a little bit more complicated because the witness is saying that she was approached by Jeffrey's lead attorney, Ariel Mitchell, in a bid to try to get her to change her story. So I, I don't know what's going on. First issue I have is why are we talking about 2017, 2022? Now, I want to give some grace to people who come to terms with their assault in their own time. But I also feel like there's a whole other conversation missing about people who wait for the come up and wait to try to go after people when they want to get a quick money grab. And we are in a world right now where Me Too is a real thing and that there may be some guardrails on the Me Too movement that are missing. But with Trey saying he's denying it, with the girl that was the witness saying that she didn't see anything and that she was asked to change her mind, who do we believe in all this? I think the girl is irrelevant um, personally because I wasn't at a Diddy party, but back in the day I was at a club named Confetti in Providence, Rhode Island, and I was dancing with a guy and he did the exact same thing to me. And my girls were right there, didn't see it. Like when somebody does that to you, it's not something that's like visible in a dark club. So your witness, I think that's BS because when it happened to me, nobody with me saw it and it still happened to me and I know I'm telling the truth. So I don't think the witness makes me feel like it didn't happen. I also do think though that what happens sometimes is when you are assaulted or have anything untoward happen to you with someone who is in public favor, you already know that you're going to be dragged and maligned and you almost have to wait from a legal standpoint for public sentiment against them to shift so that people can finally listen to you. Look at what happened with Bill Cosby. For 40 years, there was there was talk behind the scenes, but it wasn't until public sentiment shifted that a lot of folks felt safe saying, oh, well, now that y'all are ready, ready to listen, this is what happened to me. So I'm not surprised because five years is not really that long when it comes to sexual assault victims. I'm not surprised that now that we finally stopped making fun of Kiki Palmer and so I started listening to all the women who are more powerful say it happened to them, I too would wait until now to say something personally. So the witness doesn't mean anything to me. And also, I, if I was her, I would have waited as well. I completely understand where she's coming from. Yeah, it's a little scary because of Trey's past and these allegations that was made from him before. And honestly, I don't know who to believe. I definitely don't believe this new witness because she could be paid off or coerced just like, you know, the, the lawyer that was on the other side. So that doesn't really help his case to me. Um, like I said before, man, those people that surround Trey songs and Trey songs, you got to watch how you're moving, man, because unfortunately, if this is not true, the court of public opinion is going to think it's true anyway, based off the things we've heard in the past. So I think you got to watch how you're moving, watch who you're around and your, your team, man, hopefully your team's holding you down in that regard. But I, this is a sticky situation. I have no idea who to believe, but based off the stories we've heard before, it's not looking good for Trey songs as far as what the public will believe that you did or didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, some could argue that everything's just catching up with him. There's still the basketball player who's out there who called him a rapist and there's other cases. Right. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, we'll continue to watch and follow it. Um, it's crazy that the idea damage is somebody could actually pay somebody to say something happened or didn't happen. The fact mm -hmm. that your freedom can literally hang on whether or not you got the bag to keep yourself out or put somebody else in. And we live in a wicked world where I totally understand locking down everything around you now and not having people so close to you to where you don't know who you can trust anymore. You know, I recently had something expensive stolen out of my house. There's only very few people who come to my house that have that level of access 
to me and my belongings. And so, you know, when I look at these stories, I almost think like, wow, what do I need to do now to protect mm -hmm. myself now based on what these people would have not done? You know, uh, and it's it's a crazy world that we live in. I, I hope that the ladies, if they are, were sexually assaulted, you know, get the help that they need, but also get the, uh, you know, get the accountability that they deserve. And then for Trey, if it's not true, you know, Trey, you may want to be careful where you put that penis, because we all know that it's community property. We all know that it gets its way around the world here. And, you know, you can only fuck so many people before you end up in these conversations. So, yeah, it's a crazy thing. Damage, you said it was sticky. I don't know that that's the way I would describe this, given the context in which we're talking about. But I know what you meant. All right. Well, listen, another person whose penis um, has no compass on it because we don't know where it is these days is Tristan Thompson. Remember, we, we created a hashtag track Tristan uh, over here when we wanted to know where his penis was. Well, we know it was somewhere over at Marley Nichols house because she ended up with a kid that she said is his. And I think he also said was his kid. Well, although now he's claimed that this is his kid. He uh, she's now claiming that he's done nothing to support their infant son, hasn't seen the kid. Um, and hasn't even made an attempt to meet the child or provide uh, financial support. Now, this is what her rep said. Her rep's name is Harvey Englander. He said, quote, despite news reports stating otherwise, Tristan Thompson has done nothing to support his son. He's not made any attempt to meet their son, nor has he provided any financial assistance. Now, the statement was released after reports claimed that Thompson will be paying up to $40,000 in child support for all three of his children, the five-year-old five -year -old Prince, three-year-old True, and his newborn son. Um, hmm. I just want to say this to Tristan. I know you think I don't like you because I have to talk about you and your penis, but I want to stop talking about you. Call this girl, go see your kid, take your kid to Disneyland, Call Trojan, get an endorsement. Please do something, but please, we are tired of talking about you. Trust me. But do you guys believe her mm -hmm. or what? Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, it was a screenshot where he said he didn't want anything to do with this kid, which is really unfortunate. I don't care how the kid came about. Um, I don't support that, man. You know, you were there to put in that work to make that child. You should be in that child's life to some degree. But also for her, uh, I think Brittany Renner said this, a man is not a financial plan. So... Both parties should have been a little bit smarter before this baby was conceived. However, this baby is innocent. This baby has nothing to do with y'all past and how y'all got together. Tristan, I hope you do step up and become a father to your child because you still made that commitment. You still made that decision to put your penis into that girl to make that kid. So step up. Now that he's no longer dating a Kardashian, I just hope that we will all leave him and his penis alone. It was a story because he was cheating on Chloe. Chloe is no longer with him, I guess. I'm not sure if that's official. Lamar's on Celebrity Big Brother talking about how much he wants Chloe back. Everybody just leave Chloe alone. Leave Tristan's penis alone and let's move on because I'm so tired and his penis probably is too. Well, listen, um, Tristan, my last words for you before we get out of here. Damn, I wonder what your last words are before you get out of there. Is um, just step up or pull out. Bye. Oh, All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.